Hi, this is Ryan Roberts, and you're listening to The Millennial Preacher, the show where we talk about tough subjects and answer the hard questions. I hope it's both positive and encouraging, but I also hope it challenges you in all the right ways. Well, I'm excited, so let's get going with today's show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Millennial Preacher Podcast. I'm Ryan Roberts. I don't know if this is your first time joining us or maybe you're a longtime listener. I want to say thank you so much for joining me today. And today I'm talking about a controversial issue. So when we started the Millennial Preacher Podcast, we decided we were going to talk about some of the hard things that maybe uh, maybe is difficult to talk about in the church world, in uh, the Christian Christian dome of things, uh, or maybe it's just something that we try to avoid, or maybe there's some really bad teaching out there. Um, so by the way, if you're listening, I am actually recording uh, not in studio, not in-house. I'm recording outside today. It's a beautiful spring day here in North Georgia, so I thought I would take advantage of that. Even though we are still in quarantine, it is a beautiful day, and so I am outdoors. And so if you hear some birds chirping or something like that, uh, I hope that you can appreciate uh, the nature of it all. It is, after all, uh, Earth Month or Earth Day, whatever. It's that time we celebrate nature, things like that. So uh, maybe that'll add just a little extra flair. So today we're talking about the controversial topic of speaking life, speaking faith, and faith declarations. And so uh, odds are you're a human and you've went through some tough things in your life. I know I have. I'm, I'm sure you went through some tough seasons. And one thing that you hear a lot of times, especially in uh, Pentecostal charismatic circles, uh, which I am one, uh, a lot of times you hear that you need to speak faith, you need to speak life over that. And I certainly believe that, but what exactly does that look like? I'll tell you where uh, this whole thing got brought up, and I won't mention names or, or ministries or things like that because that's not the point of this show, but I was scrolling through Facebook and there was a very well-known uh, evangelist uh, that was doing a Facebook Live, and he was uh, sharing about faith declarations. And so I just so happened to click on it. You know, maybe there was some good stuff there. And this this person, this this guy, he was on there, and him and his wife, and they were sharing um, about faith declarations, but he was doing it in a very, in my opinion, harsh and condemning way. And maybe I missed the context. Maybe I missed uh, some of the things before this point. Um, and so I'm, I'm saying that in fairness. But he actually came on there and said that if you are not declaring faith and doing certain things, um, such as uh, avoiding his words, not mine, wearing gloves and masks and all these different things, you're not doing what the Bible says to do. And and the way he was coming at it again was uh, it was very, very um, harsh, very pushy, uh, very hurtful in my opinion. You know, I believe it's the goodness of God that leads a man to repentance. Um, I do believe there's a certain point where uh, men and women of God, especially if they're speaking 
speaking prophetically. It may sound harsh, but really it's just the Holy Spirit trying to check us uh, in a very healthy way. Um, but I believe that the core of prophecy should be speaking the Father's heart. And the Father's heart is always uh, to desire you to grow deeper in your faith and your relationship with Him. And that's that's not going to come from this uh, very mean uh, place, especially considering this is a very public platform. Again, this was on a social media uh, post, a live stream. Um, and so he was speaking to people of all different uh, places in their lives and perhaps in their faith. Um, and so I think we have to be very, very careful. But it really struck a nerve in me. It bothered me. Um, and again, I'm not mentioning this person whatsoever. I would never do that. And again, in fairness, maybe I, mi I uh, missed some of the early uh, part of that or the context of it. I'm not sure, but I feel like I needed to bring some clarification. And so I will um, confess on here, guys, um, a couple of things. First of all, I want to um, speak this uh, to maybe increase your faith and testify, guys. Uh, I I have been in ministry since I was 19 years old. I'm 27 now. For some of you, that seems like it's uh, been a little while. For some of you, you may be saying that's not a long time at all, um, but... I don't believe that God uh, looks at the age of a person. I believe he looks at the faith of a person. Um, and so irregardless of how many years or whatever, I've been able to see and experience some truly incredible, miraculous things in my uh, walk with God. And I am so thankful. All the glory goes to him. Um, I'm not taking any credit or anything like that whatsoever as I say these things. But I just want to give you uh, a little bit of my background. So I'll tell you one particular story. Uh, there was a man uh, who came to um, to the church service, the revival service that I was serving at. And uh, I wasn't by any means the preacher, but I was serving. I was on the altar team. And this man waited in line. Um, I, along with many other people in the altar, was praying for hundreds of people that particular night. And so I, I don't know. I had already prayed for gosh, at least 50 uh, people and all sorts of crazy, incredible experiences w was happening in the altar with God. And, and I, along with others, were laying hands on people. And the Lord was definitely moving in some really specific, miraculous way ways for each individual person. And this, uh, this gentleman, this guy, he gets up to me and I asked him, what did he need? And sometimes the Lord will speak prophetically to me. Um, and I won't even ask. I'll just pray what I feel that the Lord is saying to my spirit. But then in this case, I asked and he told me he needed a healing and he, he, uh, grabbed the bottom part of his chest above his belly. And he had this protruding, um, ulcer that was uh, literally poking out through his skin. It was it was uh, very big, very bulging. It, he had to be in tremendous pain. Um, he did not want surgery. Um, this was a, a, a big, burly guy, okay? He was uh, obviously a tough guy. Um, if I remember correctly, he had, a, he had a Harley Davidson shirt on. He was a tough man. Um, and immediately, I, I laid my hands on him, and I began to um, hear the voice of the Lord say, 
say some very specific uh, things. Um, as they say in the Christian world, I began to quote unquote read his mail. The Lord was exposing some hurts and some things from his past. And so the Lord allowed me to, uh, to expose those things to him so that those things would be taken care of. This man began to uh, basically melt in the floor. I mean, he was just a puddle of tears, crying, snobbing everywhere. Um, and then I laid my hands over the bulging uh, uh, hernia, and you could feel it begin to dissolve. And after I got done praying over him, he didn't fall on the floor, anything like that. As soon as I got done, he began screaming at the top of his lungs, praise God, I'm healed. The man uh, basically ran out of the building. And so I wasn't sure, you know, what was going to happen. I wasn't sure if I was ever going to see this man again. And it was um, months later, he came back to a revival service. I was serving again. Again that night, he waited in line and he got up to me and I didn't recognize him at first, but he told me that he, that that was him and that he had been miraculously healed and that he went and got uh, proof and clarity from the doctors. And so that's one thing um, I want to say, if you're someone who um, is praying over somebody to be healed for something miraculous, or you're someone that's receiving guys, uh, we're not against doctors or medical science by any means. Go to the doctor, get proof, so to speak, of your healing. That's a testimony. Um, share that with the medical staff, but it also uh, it also dignifies uh, and uh, shows. Uh, of the healing power of God. And so this man did that. That's just one story of things that the Lord has allowed me to experience in my ministry. And the Lord works um, very specifically with my ministry in the realm of healing uh, especially what we call creative miracles. A creative miracle is something that happens instantaneously. It's like that that uh, that hernia dissolving, or it's when the blind eyes open. It's something that happens right there before your eyes. You can physically see it. There's evidence of it right then and there. And then there's this other type of uh, healing um, where in the Bible it's it's found when uh, when when they were said that they were healed as they went, um, as they left and went to do what they were told to do by the man of God, they were healed. And so it happened over a period of time. Both are equally miraculous. Both are straight from God. We don't give credit to uh, a man or a woman, uh, a prophet, an evangelist, a pastor, a preacher, any of those things. We give credit to God. Um, but I, I share that with you to let you know my context. I've, I've been very, very blessed uh, that I've got to experience many uh, creative miracles in my ministry. I've, I've, I've literally felt uh, muscles and tendons and ligaments grow and shift and move, and I've seen these things. Now, has it happened every single time I've prayed for someone uh, or laid hands on someone? Absolutely not. I will tell you that it has not happened every single time, um, but I always lean on the side of faith and God's absolute best, which is a total and complete healing. But here's where the confession comes in. When it comes to myself, my own health, and uh, my own issues, things that has happened to me in my life, because I'm a human, and so I've experienced sickness, I've experienced those things, um, 
It is hard for me to receive. It is very hard for me to receive when someone is praying over me or for me um, or when I'm even trying to pray over myself, um, even when I'm taking communion, which I'll talk about more later. Um, But when these things happen, it's very hard for me to receive. And, you know, I've struggled with that. Uh, for years now, I've, I've struggled because it feels, um, and I'm, again, I'm being transparent. It feels like I'm a hypocrite because I tell people these things and, uh, I, 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 uh, try to encourage them and build their faith. Uh, but then when it comes to myself, I struggle. And so again, I'm confessing that as a pastor, as a man of God, um, and letting you know that that is reality in my life. And so that's when doubt can sit in. That's when things get hard. Uh, so if you're someone out there, maybe you're a minister or maybe you're a lay person, you're a Christian, uh, and you're struggling. Well, why has it not happened for me? Um, I believed I really, truly did. And then nothing happened, uh, or it didn't happen the way I wanted it to. A couple of things to share guys. Um, first and foremost, uh, and we are going to get in the word here in just a few moments, but first and foremost, don't be discouraged. Okay. But at the same time, uh, be careful, uh, how you respond with your voice. Um, now the Bible teaches us that life and death is in the tongue. Uh, what does that mean exactly? Well, um, uh, science will even tell you if you speak something, it does carry a certain amount of weight in the physical realm. Um, And so we don't have all the answers to that. Uh, Not that we need to, but there was actually an experiment that happened um, and you can look it up where they played certain sounds uh, certain music and things like that over ice crystals to see what would happen and those that were positive um, were very beautiful and those that were negative were were really um, torturous looking you could tell a difference and so something happens it's even uh, been stated that when you speak to plants flowers uh, fruits vegetables uh, they tend to grow Grow better. Um, can you imagine what our words are doing to our children, to ourselves, to our spouses? If plants and vegetation, creation responds to the voice, can you imagine how much weight your voice carries to other people? People. That's a crazy thing to think about, but it's true. Um, and and so we have to understand that we have to lean on um, some kind of authority. Well, where is our authority? If we're Christians, authority is found in the Word of God. And so we have to learn how to pray and speak scriptures over ourselves. That doesn't mean you have to have this uh, crazy, elaborate, uh, professional-sounding prayer over yourself when you're sick or when you're praying over someone who's uh, maybe sick or are going through a certain situation. Uh, but it does mean that we have to know where our authority is coming from. Speaking death like saying, well, it's just their time to go. That's that's not found in the word of God. You will not find uh, where Jesus or his disciples, how he taught them, where they looked at a, a dying person and said, well, it's just their time. Uh, that's not found in the word of God. You know, when we look at when Jesus healed uh, in one of the cases where he healed a blind man, the religious people were questioning, uh, was it because of his sin? Was it because of... 
of uh, his parents' sin? Why did this happen? And Jesus responds with, well, it's for the glory of God. It's not uh, based off of a sin issue or uh, things like that. Um, And so... The whole time, give glory to God. Don't try to reason when things happen that we can't explain. I'll give you a very personal example. There was somebody, uh, she was very young. She was younger than me. This was a couple years ago. Um, she was full of faith, uh, full of uh, life, clinging to it. She had battled cancer for quite some time, and I went to pray over her. And long story short, without giving too many personal details away, uh, she actually did not get healed, and she eventually did pass away, and I believe she's with the Lord. Well, we could say, um, and it would be false, we could say, well, it's just her time to go. Well, I don't believe that. I don't believe that God is seeking to kill a 20-something-year-old from something terrible as cancer where she had to suffer. That's not God. God is a good father. He gives good things, not evil things. It's the enemy that comes to kill, steal, and destroy, not God. And so that's not fair to blame God with her death. But then we, you go, well, why didn't she get healed? Well, first of all, I don't have all the answers. I think there's a lot of um, possible answers. There's, There's things that could have happened now could it have been a faith issue Uh, in her case i don't think so but is that possible uh with some circumstances yes yes it is uh jesus himself at one point he when he healed someone he said it's your faith that made you well uh when the friends of the lame man lowered him down through the roof he said it's because of your friend's faith that you're made healed um and so faith does play a part um but it's not always the defining factor. There are things sometimes that we can't explain. And so to try to explain it with, well, God just needed another angel. Well, that's completely unbiblical because we don't turn into angels uh, when we die anyway. That There's no biblical evidence of that. You're not an angel. You're a different type of being that's made in God's image that's even greater. Um, and so to try to say something like that to make someone feel better is wrong. Now, we don't make them feel better bad by telling them, uh, well, they didn't have enough faith. They didn't believe hard enough. They didn't pray the right way. Well, that's also wrong. And so we don't do either of those things. Uh, rather, we lean on the side of thanking God uh, for his goodness. And so maybe that's unsatisfactory to the human mind, but it's the truth. And it's the best way that we can respond uh, to this type of thing. And And so I go back to my case um, again to share some personal things. Uh, it's been hard for me. Now, I have received uh, miracles in my life. There has been things that have been healed. Uh, for instance, um, based off of a heart condition I had a couple of years ago, there was um, what medical science said was permanent scarring on my heart. Um, but then I uh, had a night where, where um, I was being prayed for in an altar service, and, and uh, the uh, pastor, the woman of God, stood up and said that the Lord was going to give me a new heart. And uh, I received that and believed that. And I went and got an echocardiogram. And uh, to the amazement of the technician, uh, the scars were gone. They could not find the scars anymore. And so I'm not saying I've never received these things, but it's often difficult for me to receive. And I think that perhaps part of the reason why is I so uh, want to see others receive. And so it's hard for me to receive for myself. It feels 
selfish, but I'll just go ahead and speak, and I'm speaking to uh, myself here as well. Uh, that's not God. That's not biblical. God says that we are his children, and we are made royalty uh, through Jesus Christ. And, and so we're promised healing. We're promised health. We're promised a long life. We're promised uh, prosperity. And when I say prosperity, I'm not just sitting here talking about uh, finances and things like that. I'm talking about all different kinds of prosperity, spiritual prosperity, emotional prosperity and well-being, things like that. And so we're promised that. I want to share a couple of scriptures here with you um, to, that, that will prove the point to you. So Proverbs 18, uh, 21 is where it says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Those who love it will eat uh, eats from eats its fruits. Um, and then in Ephesians 4.29, it says, Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such is good for building up as fits the occasion. That is, may give grace to those who hear. Proverbs 13.3 tells us, we, uh, Whoever guards his mouth preserves his life. He who opens wide his lips comes to ruin. Uh, and there's so many others out here to give you um, some from the New Testament. James 1.19 says, Know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. Uh, Matthew 12.36, I tell you on the day of judgment, people will give account for every careless word uh, they speak. And so there's lots of things. Um, Psalms 141, it tells us to guard, uh, to watch our mouth. Uh, it's a prayer to the Lord to uh, keep watch over the door of our lips. Um, there's so much out there when it comes to uh, to the word uh, that, that speaks about this. And so I guess the question is, how in the world do we uh, get to a point, get to a place where we uh, can speak positivity and life over ourselves. Well, we have to learn how to pray uh, the word of God. And there is a very specific way to do that. I'm going to share with you uh, a tool, a trick, not really a trick, but a tool that I use that's in my tool belt to pray over myself. I'm going to share that with you now. There are several scriptures out there that you could call healing scriptures or promise scriptures. Um, I suggest you Google some, look those up, and here's a couple of them, and I'm going to tell you how to pray those. So one of the first one I have here is Psalm 46.1. It says, God is a refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. So if I'm going to pray that over myself, I will say, God, I thank you that you are my refuge. You are are my strength and you are my very present help in trouble. Uh, another one is Matthew 28 20. Uh, it says, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. I can pray that by saying, God, I thank you that you promised that you are with me always, even to the end of the age. Psalm 147 3 says, He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. 
I could pray, God, I thank you that you heal my broken heart and you bind up my wounds. So there are certain ways that we can take the word of God, and it's going to help you to not only uh, pray some very specific things over yourself, you are reminding God of his promises, and also you are memorizing them, whether you realize it or not. If you pray that way every single day or every single night before you go to sleep, you're going to start memorizing uh, these scriptures and their promises. Uh, And so God likes it when we remind him of our promises. He doesn't need to hear his own word, but he likes it. He teaches us to do that. Um, Always remember how Jesus prayed the Lord's Prayer. Um, It's in Thanksgiving, and then he reminds the Lord, Father God, of the promises, and he thanks him for those things, and then he asks him for certain specific things after that. Um, And so we pray that same way. Um, And so if you're speaking health of yourself uh, over your family, over a specific person, or over a specific situation, those are some things you can can do. Another thing you can do if you have been baptized in the Holy Spirit, you have your prayer language, the gift of tongues. Remember why we have the gift of tongues. We don't have the gift of tongues just to have a good church service or to have a good goosebump uh, moment of experience. Now, the reason God gives us the gift of tongues is because the gift of tongues, your spirit man prays the perfect will and the perfect plan of the Father because it's not corrupted by our mind, our selfish gain. Uh, desires or ambitions. It's straight from the Spirit, straight from God. Uh, And so you're praying uh, exactly God's will. And so that's something you can always do over yourself and over specific people and situations. That's why, or one of the reasons why, we have the gift of tongues. I hope that this has helped you. I hope this has been some very practical teaching points, guys. Um, I, I think that we have to lean on the fact that we trust in God. Now, that doesn't mean that we're not smart. That doesn't mean that we're not wise. That was what irked me or bothered me the most about uh, the person I was talking about earlier that shared, um, I guess, his thoughts or his feelings about uh, faith confessions. Um just because I trust God, it doesn't mean that I don't have a smoke alarm in my house. Uh, just because I trust God doesn't mean that I don't have brakes on my truck, right? So we we had to combine wisdom with our faith. They're not against each other. Science is not against faith. I, I know that it gets a bad rap, but that's not the case. Science is, is discovering solutions to problems and questions. And so uh, we combine our wisdom. God gave us an incredible uh, mind, an incredible thing to be able to use. And so we should use our brain, use our human mind and trust that the Holy Spirit is there. And the Bible promises we have access to the mind of Christ. So when in doubt, seek after his mind and he will always be faithful to speak when the time is right. Um, And so pray 
not your own personal confessions. Pray confessions that is found in the Word of God. You pray Scripture over yourself and over situations. That is where our authority lies as believers, as uh, sons and daughters of God. I hope you enjoyed this teaching. I want you to know I'm praying for you. I love you. Thank you so much for listening. If you found it helpful, make sure to share with all your friends and family. Be sure to subscribe. And I hope that uh, you enjoyed this episode. We've gotten some brand new uh, sound equipment software. And so I hope it sounds even better and even more crisp. Uh, Again, thank you guys so much for being loyal listeners. Until next time, this is Ryan Roberts, and I will see you guys later. You just listened to the Millennial Preacher. I hope you enjoyed today's episode, and I hope you'll share with all of your friends and family, and also hit that subscribe button. By the way, you can find the show on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. I hope you'll look for new episodes again next week. Until then, we'll see you later.